Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Amen. Is everybody awake? Amen. You made it, so you already made the effort, right? I tell you that all the time. You're already here, so you might as well, well give it all you got. Amen. You already woke up. The hardest part is is, is getting out of bed. Once once you can get out of bed, then you should be you should be good to go. Amen. How many of you got on the, up on the wrong side of the bed this morning? Nobody. Praise God. Good. All right. So no excuses. Amen. No excuses. No. God is good, brothers and sisters. And and like Pastor B said, um, definitely. I know we are all probably a little tired. We all probably, or I should maybe speak for myself, but I definitely ate too much um, over this this holiday. Uh, the thing with with that is that you just if you're like me, you just kind of pick at everything, and, and then you're, you're regretting it that evening or the morning, even at night, amen? But praise God that, um, that we made it. Praise God that we got through this Thanksgiving, amen? And hopefully you had a lot of things to be thankful for. As uh, If you remember the last Sunday we came, Pastor Fred brought a message on being thankful, you know, being thankful to God and what the true purpose or the true meaning of Thanksgiving is and really how we should see it, that we shouldn't get distracted by what the world tells us Thanksgiving is, right? We shouldn't get distracted by what the world tells us Christmas is. We shouldn't be distracted by the world, period. We should be individuals that are focused, amen? Focused on what's right and what's true. And I hope that you really spend this Thanksgiving, because the truth is, is that many people were, were, were had passed away during the year. There's many families out there we know of, you know, family members that were without their loved ones this Thanksgiving, you know, so feel feel blessed. Feel blessed that you had the opportunity to spend it, even if, if you spend it with a, with a family member that you're not too fond of, at least they were there so that you can fight. Amen? You know, many, many of y'all that know the dynamic between um, my, my mother and I, uh, we love each other, but sometimes we can't stand one another, I'm sure. And, or at least I speak for myself. Um, I love my mom to death, and I would do anything for her, but we just clash, right? We've grown up, we just, we have probably the same, and I hate to admit it, but we probably have a similar... Uh, Yes, that. You see how she's the one that had to say it? And that bothers me, you see? Why couldn't someone else say it, right? But we have a very similar personality. But thank God that I have my mom with me this Thanksgiving, you know, that we can enjoy and that we can poke at each other a little bit. Uh, because truly, God is good. And uh, he truly is a blessing to us. Amen? So praise God that you're here, brothers and sisters. As you know, last week, like as I, as I mentioned, Pastor Fred talked about Thanksgiving. And I'm not sure if your guide... Is, is wrapped up and done with or not. I know in the, in the teacher's guide, we had one extra lesson that they threw in there in case we couldn't get that. And that extra lesson was about Thanksgiving. So since we already did it, uh, we're not going to use the guide today, okay? But but here's my, my announcement for the day so that everybody, since everybody is nice and quiet, everybody knows. We're going to order new guides, brothers and sisters. We're going to order the same the same brand. I know there was a mix-up last time with the Spanish, the Spanish ones. Uh, if you ordered a Spanish one last time, don't worry about it. This time, you know, I'll cover the cost of your Spanish guide. They, they told us that they should be the same this time around. So that'll be taken care of. But if you are interested in a guide, who has a study guide with you? You can throw it up in the air so that everybody knows what we're talking about. Okay? It's a study guide. And basically what we do is we try to use that every Sunday. Uh, we try to go off of that so that we're all on the same page. If you're interested in a study guide, you want one ordered, we're going to order those by Wednesday so that hopefully we can have them by Sunday. So please get with Brother Ray after service, and uh, have them jot your name down. They're $3 a piece, okay? They're not as expensive as the previous ones. And for those of you who have them, you know they're bigger. They have a little bit more information. Nicer place to write in. So, again, 
this is the announcement for that, okay? So if we order them and you don't get any, it's very hard to get them after the fact. So make sure you get with Brother Ray. Amen? Amen, brothers and sisters. Um, let, let's jump into the lesson we have today or the, or the message that we have today. Um, just, you know, thinking about the holidays, I don't know about you, but it, it puts me in that, in that place where you start to reflect. It's a time of reflection for me. Your time you start to look at how what life is about and, and and really how good God is in your life or isn't maybe. For some people, um, these times bring up, as Pastor Fred mentioned last week, they, 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 they bring up actually sadness or depression in people's lives because, you know, for some of us, we can see the, the, the glass as half full, if you will. Unfortunately, there are some people, maybe some people sitting in here, maybe you, um, who see the, the glass as half empty. And I'm a true believer, brothers and sisters, that um, any type of blessing is it's just that. It's a blessing. Even if it's a, a little or it's a small amount, it's still a blessing. It's still something God has given you and I. And we have to be individuals, brothers and sisters, who begin to see life in that manner or begin to see life in that way, that God is good and that God is good truly all the time. You know, we, we can go through and we'll probably hit some of them if we have time. Uh, moments in the, in, in the Bible, stories in the Bible where we find true, honest, God-fearing, God-loving, God-understanding individuals. And it's a very important to be a God-understanding type of person, to understand who God is. And when we understand who God is, it helps us live through this life and get a better understanding of what this life is about. In other words, the Bible says, you know, to lean not on our own understanding, right? But to acknowledge the Lord in all of his ways. And he makes our path straight. He directs our paths. What he's saying is that we have to learn to understand God and accept that God is good all the time. See, the fact that we say God is good and everyone says doesn't make God good all the time. What makes good God all the time is that he's God and he's good all the time. Whether you believe it or not, whether I believe it or not, God is still good. So by just, you know, uh, having or saying the words God is good all the time doesn't change what God is or God isn't. Let's say you live life and you live your entire life and never think that God is good. It doesn't change the fact that God is truly good. But when we gain an understanding of who God is, we begin to understand what this life is about. And we begin to understand that we are not in control of it. Instead, God is in control of everything. And all he asks us to do is to live our lives according to a, a, a life trusting in him. So going through all these things, you know, it really stuck with me. Not that I didn't know it already. Again, what Pastor Fred said the last Sunday, and, you know, he brought up the fact that, you know, during these times of the holidays, it's the time where the, the statistics are the highest when it comes to suicide or, or self, uh, self-inflicted uh, pain and, and cutting and things of that nature. You know, uh, I, I, was, I was thrown back by that. I was blown away by that because by the grace of God, I consider my life very, very good. But you realize that, that there are people out there, maybe even sitting here, that, that lack the understanding of who God truly is and, and, and fail to see that, that God truly, truly, uh, his purpose for us is a good purpose. And, and the message today is a little bit on, on that. And the, the title I have for today, which is, might throw y'all off, is the pep talk. Who can tell me what a pep talk is? Everybody looks like, what in the world are you talking about, brother? To motivate someone, okay? Anybody else? To encourage, okay? 
Anybody else? You're right. I'm just, I want to get the pep talk to lift up. Let me ask you this. When does, uh, when does a pep talk normally come? Or when, okay, wait, before you answer that. When you heard pep talk, what did you think of right away? What came into your mind? Sports. Pep rally. Sports and pep rally. Okay, anybody else? So I kind of answered my other question. When, when you think of pep talk, when does pep talk normally come into play? When you lose, okay? When you're facing a challenge? Anyone else? When you're feeling low? Okay, good. Anyone else? Good, we're participating. A pep talk. How many of you here have ever needed a pep talk in your life? Raise your hand. How many of you here that pep talk worked and, and made you motivated and lifted you up? Amen. Praise God. Okay, brothers and sisters. So today the title is The Pep Talk. And I have a point just to try to keep it the same. And the point is, as Brother Adam put it there, that God believes in us. See, you and I, we spend a lot of time learning and going to church and, and learning to believe in God, right? Jesus said it himself. Do not be afraid, just believe. It's in our ability, right? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him, though he were dead or she were dead, yet shall live. We spend a lot of time in church, brothers and sisters, believing in God. And that's a great thing. Trusting in God. But you have, have you ever taken the time to stop and, and understand that as much as we believe in God, God believes in us? I want everybody paying attention, the youth too. That as much as we believe in God, God believes more in you. Very quickly, I want to I read Psalms chapter 8, and we're going to read all of it. And I'll try to go through it quickly. Don't forget the title. Again, if you take notes, write it down, mental notes, keep them there. And let them be erased. Amen? The word of God needs to be etched into our hearts. Psalms chapter 8. And it starts there. It says, For the director of music, according to Gedith, a psalm of David. So who, who wrote the psalm? David. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, and the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind? What is human that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands and you put everything under their feet. All flocks, all herds, and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky, and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the sea. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And I want to jump back real quick and focus on a few verses there. Starting in verse 3. It says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. And he asked himself, what is mankind? Who's mankind? Us, that you are mindful of them. 
human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than angels and crowned them with the glory and honor. The pep talk, brothers and sisters. We have to be a people who understand something very, very simple that God believes in us. See, through the trials and tribulations, through the pains of this world, through the circumstances, through the bad choices that you and I make, we must never forget that God believes in us. This, these verses are, 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 are just one verse, a few verses that prove that God considers us something great. David himself wrote this and he says, as I take a look at everything that you've designed, the way that you've are, you know, constructed the heavens, the stars, if you read it, which I normally don't like to do, but if you read it in a different version, the Message Bible, it goes into detail about how God put jewelry in the sky and made it look wonderful and beautiful. How, God, the amazing things that you have done, but when I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, think about that just for a second. The fact that God put everything that we see as amazing and in awe, the things that we still as, as scientists and as the United States of America, as people are still trying to understand, God put it together with his fingers. And when I consider those things, verse 4, I ask myself, what am I, mankind, a human being, that you think of me? That you have a special place after all these things that you created and you made me and you are mindful of me. Human beings that you care for them. It says in verse 5, you have made them a little lower than angels. And crown them with glory and honor. You see, brothers and sisters, God loved us so much. I know we read, and I just said it, that he gave his one and only son. But from the very beginning of time, when he created Adam, he was in love with Adam. I know that life seems difficult sometimes. I know that we go through hard and difficult circumstances sometimes. But we must never forget, and I'm going to keep repeating it, that God believes in us. So much so that he crowned us and made us just a little bit lower than the angels. You see, nowadays, you know, all, all of school, all of science teaches us one thing, that we are on the top of what? The food chain. And it puts us right above animals. You see, but God doesn't consider us that low. See, God doesn't describe us as, I made the beasts and the animals of this earth, and I put you just slightly above them. You're just a little bit more intelligent than the ape or the monkey. See, that's not what God says. God says what? That he put us just a little bit lower than the angels and crowned us with what? With glory and with honor. See, the whole point of this message, brothers and sisters, is to try to take us from a place of sadness, of depression, of self-guilt, of feeling that you're not capable enough to do something, and, and elevating us, we used that word earlier, doing the pep talk that God gives us to raise us higher. What king or prince lives unlike a king or prince? See, Jesus has already done that for us. He already came from the, from the heavens, came down to earth, and lived humbly. God believes in you and me. That's why he sent his one and only son to take care of all the rest, because God's purpose for us was to be great. 
not just okay. See, we could say God is good all the time, but we could say we are great all the time. Somehow it's hard to grasp that. Genesis. Jump over. We're going to do some reading today. In Genesis, brothers and sisters, chapter 1, verse 27 and verse 28. You don't have it, it's up there. It says, so God created mankind in whose image? In his own image. We've read it before. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Hispanics don't have any problems with that, okay? Fill the earth. I want you to focus on this word. And what? Mine says, fill the earth and subdue it. What does subdue mean? Give me a synon- synonyms. I always want to say cinnamon. Tame it, okay? Tame it. What's another word? Take control of it. What's another word for subdue? Overpower. Good. Now we're going. What else? To dominate. Ooh, I like that one. See, that's a good one, brother. To dominate. What else? To submit it. That's a good one. What else? Any more? To conquer it. Love it. What does it say? Fill the earth and conquer it. Fill the earth and dominate it. Fill the earth and submit it. What is it saying? To take it over. That was the command of God. When he first created Adam and Eve, he said, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Remember, we're talking about pep talks, brothers and sisters. This, you have to start looking at the word of God as a big old, big old pep talk. Right here, he was telling them, look, this is what I want you to do, okay? I want you to go out there. Somebody said sports, right? The good coach knows how to motivate you. The good coach tells you, hey, look, this is what you were made for. This is what you were built for. This is what I want you to do. He doesn't tell his football team to go out there and, hey, play, play, play okay, right? He doesn't go out there and say, look, when the other team, you know, be a little nervous. If they're big, I mean, of course, that makes us feel weird. That's not what the good coach says. The good coach says, you get out there. You get your behind out there, and you dominate them. You go out there, and you show them what we got. This was what God was saying very early on in the conversation with mankind. It was a command that he gave. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Brothers and sisters, why are we afraid? Why do we struggle with circumstances in life? Why do we struggle with the odds and ends of life, a decision we made, didn't make, someone said this, someone said that, this didn't get done, that didn't get Why do we struggle when the Lord's purpose for our lives was to come to this earth and subdue it? Brothers and sisters, how can you not get excited about who you are in Christ? How can you be brought down so easily when God says, take this earth, fill it up, and subdue it? Every creature, every circumstance, every situation, subdue it. 
God has given you the power and given me the power to be more than conquerors. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It's another piece of the pep talk. Think about it, brothers and sisters. Why do we hurt? Why do we fear? Do you know that the that the term or the the the, the, the couple of words fear not is in the Bible at least 365 times? I think I mentioned to you, this to you before. If you read the Bible, the, the, the little quote, fear not, God says, fear not, at least 365 times. One time for when? Every single day that you live this life. Fear not. For my purpose for you is great. For the things that I have for you are great. We're often taught to believe in him. But how often are we taught that God believes in us? See, he believes in our potential. If God didn't think we were capable, if God didn't create man in his own image, he wouldn't have given them such a big command. Multiply and do these things. And by the way, subdue it. Subdue the earth. Subdue the, the, the things that scare you. Subdue the things that you're afraid of. It says right here, brothers and sisters, in Romans chapter 8, and you don't have to look it up. I think Brother Adam has it up there. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. And it says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? The writer's going on and on, if you read the scripture, about all the complications of this earth, about all the things that, that, that are, are, we're faced with through suffering. Through, through the difficulties of this world. But it says right here in verse 31, what then shall we say in response to these things that if God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for you, it means he believes in you. It means that he knows that you're capable of doing. Listen to this. I want you to think about God like this. God is your number one fan. Think about that for a second. We spend a lot of time saying, I want to be God's number one fan, but do we know that we are God's number one? How many of you here have a dad or a mom? How many of you ever received a, a little pep talk from them at some point? How many of you ever have fallen face down on the ground and dad or mom come and pick you up and say, you're going to be just fine, get up. How many times has it taken, right? As a small child, you go and bump your... And, and all you need, in the truth, right? All you need is to hear daddy say, you're okay, mija. Or your mommy to say, you're fine. Okay. You go from... Like that. Because it's not because what happened to you is so painful that you can't stand it. It's because you need the comfort the pep talk. You need that, that, that voice that says you can do it. I used to tell my dad, I'm dumb. And my dad says, you're not dumb. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. I'm dumb. No, you're not. I mean, literally, you think that's funny? We'd go back and forth. Because I'd get so mad and angry in my life because I felt like I couldn't meet the expectations. Because I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't reach the potential that I knew I had. My, my older brother, he does good. My younger brother, never in trouble. Why is it always me? 
I should have never been born. Yes, you should have. I should have never been born. Yes, you should have. I should have never been born. Yes, you should have. And dad never let me win. My dad never let me leave the room with the thought that I should never be born or that I was too dumb or that I wasn't good enough. The pep talk, brothers and sisters. The ability for the father to be able to sit you down and say, stand up, you can do this, you're going to be just fine. I believe wholeheartedly that my parents are my number one fan here on this earth. I believe that they want me to succeed. I believe that every parent here wants their child to do great things. I believe that every, every parent here wants to see their child and you cheer them on literally sometimes. You see them, you say, yes, 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 go, 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 go. You can do it. And when they do, man, you raise your hands and you say, woo, Tim did it. Tim's preaching the word of God now. How much more is God doing that for you and I as our father in heaven? Same praise God, they're doing it. We see the story, brothers and sisters, of, of Moses. And what God did in his life, how he, he, he put everything in place and was teaching Moses from a very young age. He was giving him the pep talk every day. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. But I can't. I can't speak right. You can do it. But, 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 but no buts. Just go. To the climax of the game in Moses' life when they reached the Red Sea and the water is shut and he says, oh my God, what am I going to do? And the people start crying out to Moses, Moses, you should have just left us there. Moses, you should have just left us here to be slaves to him. Now we're going to die because we've upset Pharaoh. And when Moses comes to the father, the father has this pep talk ready. He said, hey, what do you have in your hand? What have I given you? Have I not told you? Have I not shown you that you're capable and able? Raise it up. And I can imagine God sitting on his throne, standing up there and saying, hey, guys, 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 all his angels, come here, watch this, watch this, watch this. Come here, come here, come here, watch Moses, watch Moses. Just the same way we surround a television screen when we're watching the sports team that we love. Because we're fans and we're excited. Oh, they're going to do it. Oh, they're going to do it. Oh, they're going to do it. And I can imagine God sitting there saying, oh, Moses is going to do it. Oh, Moses is going to do it. Oh, Moses is going to do it. And then Moses goes, boom. And God says, Yes. God must have gone crazy. God must have seen Moses and just, man, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, Moses. Because you listen. Because you obeyed and you trusted. We see it, brothers and sisters, again. We see it with, with King David. That as a young, small man, a young, a young child, if you will, God was already training and pep-talking. Little by little, hey, you see that lion over there, man? This, you're going to defeat it because that's what you can do. I know you can do it. Hey, angels, gather around, gather around. Look, look, watch, watch what David's about to do. Come on, David, you got it, you got it. To the climax, or one of the climaxes of the most historic stories in the Bible of the, of the giant. Can you imagine the number one fan that David had in heaven looking down at David and saying, watch this. Get ready, everybody. Watch what he's going to do with something so small. Watch it. Watch. Pay attention. And as David went and he gathered his little stones, I can, I can imagine that God was glued to his seat, staring down at him, saying, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. You got this, David. I'm your number one fan, David. 
David, there's nothing you can't do without me, David. You got this, David. Do it, do it, do it. Don't be afraid. Don't second guess yourself. Just do it. Pick up the stone. Yes, that one, that one, that one, that one right there, that one right there. It's the same way we get, right? The same way we get when the quarterback takes a snap. All right, go right, go right. Uh, uh, no, no, go left. Watch out, watch out. Imagine the guy was looking down at David and said, okay, 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 there, pick it up. Swing it, swing it, swing it. Watch this guy say, hey, come here, come here. You don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss this. This is where we take the championship right here. Watch this. And David lets it go. And it smacks David, it smacks Goliath right where he needs to smack him. And the giant goes, and I can imagine God says, oh, 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 myself. Oh, myself. Woo! Woo! All right, David, finish it. Woo! Yeah, hey, high five. High five. High five. And I can imagine that God couldn't stop talking about David. I can imagine, like, the proud parents we are when our kids do something great that God just wanted to tell everybody. And I can imagine that the angel was like, oh, my God, again, God. I was there. I saw it. Yes, 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 but you don't understand. You don't understand that, 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 that my son David has all the potential in the world and he trusts that he has it. The difference, brothers and sisters, between you and I and the difference between us, if you will, and the great men of the Bible a lot of times is that we don't think that God believes in us. You see, our limitations are the limit that we set for God. Our limitations are when we tell God, God, you're good all the time, but I'm not. I'm such a bad person. I'm such a horrible person. I said I was going to get up and do this and pray, and I didn't. Ah, God, I'm not good for nothing. Ah, Lord, I can't even forgive that person. I should just go to hell right now. My life is too hard, Lord. Just take me now. God is saying, I believe you. God is saying like, him, snap out of it. I believe in you. I'm saying, Lord, I can't. He says, I can. Lord, I can't. Yes, you can. Lord, I can't preach. Yes, you can. Lord, I don't know what to say. I'll give you the word. Lord, but no buts. Lord, I don't want to. Well, you have to. Right? Because sometimes when we reach the very end, that's what we say. Lord, I don't want to. And we think God's going to be cool with that. Have your parents ever been cool with you saying, I'm not going to? A good parent never says, okay, give up. A good parent never says, okay, quit. God the Father never allows us to say, I quit. He says, I believe in you. Once again, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who then can be against us? See, the team that we play on, brothers and sisters, is the winning team. You're guaranteed a victory on this team. The enemy stands no chance. The opponent, what for? He shouldn't even show up. We got this. Because if God is for us, who can be against us? When Satan comes and tells you and whispers in your ear, I'm going to get you, you say, who are you? When the devil brings that trial and that tribulation to your life, you say, what? I got a game to play. 
See, if, if it were possible, I guarantee you, Satan would love to get autographs from, from, from us. Because we're the star players on God's team. He's just too, too mad to, to, to accept that. It's like, it's like people that don't like the Spurs. They're just haters. They just hate because we're that great. Ah, oh, that rhymed. They do. You ever notice that? Like, I don't like the Lakers. Amen. Someone says amen. I don't like the Lakers. Amen. I don't like the Mavericks. Good, good. But, you know, I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due. You know, like, okay, they have championships, but that was, you know, I always say like 300 years ago or whatever. But you give right. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, that, that, I believe that Satan's like that. Satan's like, ah, oh, that's their friend. Yeah, even I was feeling the spirit last Sunday. You know, or Satan's sitting there and he's listening to our praise and worship and he starts, ah, stop that. Man, but, but he's just a hater, so he's not going to admit it, brothers and sisters. But the fact is, is that when we're when God is on our side, who can be against us? God is our biggest fan. He's on our team, and He's your greatest supporter. Now, I think sometimes we say that. I say, like, even if if even if you feel alone, I think Pastor Fred prayed last last week. And we say it all the time. Like, even if you don't have a father, you're still not alone. Even if you don't have a mother, maybe you don't have family, and we take everybody away sometimes while we're praying. And even if you're by yourself, we always say, you have God. And truthfully, brothers and sisters, he is our greatest supporter. Because at some point, someone that you love is going to doubt you. Someone that you care about is going gonna, is gonna to tell you you can't anymore. Just stop or just quit. Or you know what? It's not even worth it. Don't forgive. Stay mad. Whatever the case may be, somebody that you love is going to tell you that. But God is never going to tell you those things. God is always going to have your back, right? So that, so that youth can understand. You have my back? Yeah. I used to be in middle school and in high school. Hey, man, you got my back. If I get into this fight, yeah, I got your back. I got your back. And then you win and nobody's like, everybody's gone. Hey, man. I got your back over here. Back over here. Run back. God is your number one fan. God is your number one supporter. God is the person that's always going to believe in you. Listen, he's going to believe in you more than you believe in yourself. You're going to say, man, I really can't. I really can't sing today. I can't sing. Everybody's going to be looking at me. I'm getting all nervous right now. That's unless you believe. God does. Just close your eyes and sing to me. Friend, sister, I, I really, sometimes I still get nervous. I get nervous. Come up here and you say, Lord, man, Lord, I don't want to mess this up. You know, I know people probably probably ate way too much turkey. You know, they, they, they're probably really tired over a long week. I want your message to hit, but what if they're all falling asleep? What if they're all just bored to death? Ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And God says, you can do it. And I say, okay. Let me go do it. Let me go try. Job chapter 1, verse 8. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. 
God has confidence in you and I, brother and sister. Again, God believes in us. God believed in Job so much that he called out Satan. Hey, Satan, where have you been at? Oh, I've been going between the, you know, the heavens and the earth, kind of roaming around doing my thing. Oh, by the way, since you were down there, have you seen my servant Job? We use this story a lot, brothers and sisters, but the truth is the only reason that this happened to Job was because God believed in Job. It's not because Job did something wrong. It's not because God was trying to prove Job's faithfulness. It's because God believed in Job. Plain and simple. Hey, man, have you considered my servant Job? This guy is the real deal. This guy has a passer rating unlike anybody before. Check him out. The enemy says, oh, I can knock him down. He says, go for it. Try it. Like we used to say when we're little, do it. Right? Do it. God tells him, do it. I believe in Job. I believe in him 100%. I believe in Tim. I believe in, in Roger. I believe in Daisy. I believe in Ben. I believe this goes on and on. I believe in them. They can do it. There's nothing that they can do. God believes in you. The question is, do you believe in yourself? You know, does the pep talk, is the pep talk of the Lord that you can find all over the Bible enough to motivate you to, to get up and, and go out and play the game? To get up and go and, and like they say, fight good fight is it enough to motivate you to get out of get you out of your own self oh because i know i can see it there's a lot of people here that are still caught up in their self and it's not because you think you're great it's not because you're conceited in that manner it's because you don't think you're good enough you're caught up in thinking that you can't do it you're caught up in thinking i'm not good enough no, I know, because that was me. Can't count that, bro. 15, 20 years ago. My struggles were with myself, and my struggles were, were, were with me feeling like I just couldn't get it right. I was caught up in myself. I almost took too much pride. And tell me, you know, say an amen if you know what I'm talking about. I actually took more pride in the fact that I wasn't good enough than I was in anything else. This is how I am. This is me. You get what you see. God made me angry. It's a blessing for God to be angry. Because I tell people like it is. You get caught up with more pride in sticking to all those thought processes, feelings, and emotions instead of just giving those things up and saying, hey, God believes in me. I don't always have to be mad and angry. I don't always have to be so bold or loud spoken. I don't always have to be so... But God believes that I can change those things and I need to change those things. God believes that I can, so I will. Say it again. God believes that I can, so I will. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, God believes that I can, but I know I can't. God doesn't get tired. You know, there's a song we're listening to yesterday, and it says, Our God is relentless. 
God is relentless. And it stuck with me. Our God, brothers and sisters, is relentless when it comes to his belief and his love in you and I. The example I gave earlier, the, the more you say I can, the more God says yes, yes you can. He doesn't get tired of saying you can do it. You can do it. He doesn't get tired of saying yes you can. But if the pep talk isn't good enough to motivate you to stand up, to dust yourself off, and to continue. I wrote this like this, and hopefully, hopefully it makes sense. Put a, a few verses in the Bible. I kind of stuck them all together. Just kind of give you an example of how we can read scripture and we can find a pep talk in everything that we do. And believe it or not, with this, I'll, I'll finish. One said, Amen. We'll keep going then. Do my best. So life just threw you a fastball. But I say, be strong and be courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For I, the Lord, your God, go with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. So, fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God, and I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I know that that some of you right now feel alone. Some of you may feel, how can you do it? I, the Lord your God, is in your midst. I am the mighty one who will save you. I will rejoice over you with gladness, and I will quiet you by my love. I will exalt over you with loud singing. And I know right now that the temptation comes to think otherwise. The temptation in your life comes to believe that you can't. But no, I know you're tempted to give up and to give in. But no, temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. I am faithful. I will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation that comes your way, I will also provide the escape that you may be able to endure it. The climax. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day, for this light momentary affliction is preparing us for some eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not at the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, fight the good fight. For I am God and I believe in you. Amen? Amen, brothers and sisters. Give the Lord a hand. Heaven is the prize. Heaven is the prize. Heaven is the finish line, brothers and sisters. Eternal life is the finish line. God wants to be by your side every step of the way. But you need to believe that he believes in you. So as you continue through this life, maybe this is halftime in your life, okay? Maybe this is the moment where you came in and it's like, maybe the game is tied. I don't know. Maybe the game of life is tied. You feel like, I'm doing good, ah, but I could be doing better. Maybe you're losing. Maybe circumstances in your life right now are just like, ah. I don't know if I can do this. 
it's halftime in your life, and, and maybe you're winning. Maybe you feel good, and you say, man, God has been good. God is, man, I ate a lot of turkey. I had a lot of pies. Man, I feel good right now. Got some TVs on sale. Man, I did some good, wonderful things. I feel good. Maybe that's where you're at during halftime. God's still going to give you the pep talk. God is still going to tell you, hey, look, be careful. Watch out because you got the other half to go. And sometimes things turn around. I want you to stay focused. I want you to stay pumped up. I want you to keep each other going here. I, I need you to be motivated. And if you stick to the game plan, if you stick to the game plan, everything's going to work out just fine. Just trust in me. Amen, brothers and sisters? I know it's super early. I don't know what else to do. Is that clock right? We encourage you, brothers and sisters, to really, to, to search yourself. Get over yourself. I tell people this all the time. You know why? Because I told myself that. So you can't, you can't be mad at me because I tell you that. If I ever tell you get over yourself, I'm going to say, oh, how dare you? Well, I had to get over myself. I had to get over myself. And not just momentary when you say, Lord, I'm a sinner, but, but through your Christian walk. Get over myself. Because I have the tendency of wanting to be right all the time. Like you. You're going to ask, no one say amen over here. Like, oh, I told you. I told you it was her. I have that tendency, and I have to take a step back and say, Tim, get over yourself. Maybe you're wrong. Brothers and sisters, get over yourself. And let God believe in you. Let God give you all the, the props, all the pats on the backs, you know, the pats on the behind sometimes for the men, right? It's not awkward if it's a sports thing. You ever notice that? It's not weird for guys at sports. <laughs> but we don't do it just randomly. You don't just go to H-E-B, hey, man. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I have no idea. Hopefully you don't go to H-E-B and do that, guys. God wants to do all those things for us. He wants to keep us, man. He wants to keep us ramped up and motivated. You know, and the enemy wants to do the opposite. He wants to keep us down, brothers and sisters. So as we kind of, you know, transition into Christmas and, and, and a good time, right, for most people, you know, make sure it carries on past December, past January, February, all the way through your life, brothers and sisters, because God wants to give you a pep talk. If you really need those moments of encouragement or, you know, you need a pep talk from God, open your Bible. Don't wait for me to preach it or Pastor Fred to preach it or the brother to preach it or the sisters to bring the message. Open your Bible on your own. Read it. You know, because again, our relationship with God is a personal one. You know, and I don't want to sit on the stands and be like, wow, that was a good speech over there. And I'm sitting on the stands not playing the game. I'd rather be in the game and be spoken directly to. So I encourage your brothers and sisters to do just that. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand. Praise God, because God is good. Now, let's just do a quick prayer, and then I'll hand it over uh, to Pastor Fred. Father God, we come before you thanking you and giving you praise, Lord God, for being our number one fan, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for believing in us and trusting in us. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us that understanding, Lord God, and giving us the encouragement we need, Lord, to live in this life, Father, that you have given us, Lord. We consider everything a blessing, Father. I ask, Lord God, that you allow us to be individuals, Lord God, who believe in your words, Lord. When you tell us we can, when you tell us, Lord, that you have done already, when you tell us that you have conquered, Lord God, let us embrace it, Father God. Let us not be people, Lord God, who are, are, are sad or depressed, Lord God, or self-inflicted, Lord. Instead, let us trust in you and the words that you have for us, Lord. We continue to seek you, Father, and ask that you continue to give us good talks, Lord God, good pep talks in our lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and give you thanks. 
Amen and amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters.